Get it. The Burt Show. We need to reimagine the whole wedding situation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, right from the start. Right from the start. The price of the engagement rings that we've been talking about this morning to bachelor, bachelorette parties to the stupid costs of weddings to the stupid costs of honey. We got to reimagine the whole thing. Uh, Abby's here. Is uh, she's got a cousin that's doing a bachelorette party, and the costs are ridiculous. No, the ba- no, her cousin's not doing the bachelorette party. Her cousin's getting married. Abby okay. me. is doing the bachelorette party. Yeah, if you're thinking about starting a small business, get into the wedding industry because these people are making a killing on like stupid little things that we get excited about because I love event planning and as one of the maid of honors, I've taken on the role of planning the bachelorette party of the decade. I'm so excited, but damn, it is expensive. You know, Usually we're quoted what the cost of the wedding is, right? But rarely do you see what the cost of everything that's involved in the wedding is as well. Because I think, what, it's $30,000 now is the... Easily. The average wedding. But that sounds about right, 30000 That's wedding, but that doesn't include all the other stuff as well, right? Oh, no. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking of asking somebody to be in your bridal party, you really got to take these costs into consideration because you're basically asking your friends to give you a four-figure gift. It's very expensive, I have found. And I was drawing up a list of all the things that I bought, and it's a lot more expensive than I thought. Uh, We were close. The average wedding cost just hit $29,000. Damn, that's a stupid amount of money. It's literally life-changing money for some people. And it's just Mm -hmm. going on to one day for this wedding. And so the bachelorette party, it starts tomorrow. I'm flying out to Rosemary Beach. And just to kind of get all my ducks in a row, I was, you know, just making an itemized list of all the things that I bought to go and also all the things that we've had to buy just to plan this thing, just to kind of know um, how many tequila shots I should buy for people and how many waters I should get instead. (laughs) (laughs) And I was surprised to find that other than the Airbnb, which is the largest cost out of everything, I am spending more money to be there and to be a part of it than we actually spent to throw the bachelor event. Wow. So I want to tell you what the average is. And then I want you to guess how much you think I spent to be there. And then how much I spent to make this thing actually happen. So you're flying, not driving. I'm flying. So the average cost for a bridesmaid to go to a bachelorette party is $700. How much do you think I spent just personally on things to wear, getting there, and everything in between. So, and, and are you also including like all the accoutrements as far as like decorations? No, this okay. is just what I personally, as a bridesmaid, am spending. Um, and that includes your sh- share of the Airbnb. Your uh, so the one thing that the bride is paying for is the house, which is really it was so. I think if everybody is able to fit it into their wedding budget somehow, it is the biggest gift you can give because if for some reason somebody is really tight for money and they want to be there, yeah. but maybe they're going to take a step back on dinners, they can still somehow be a part of it. You know, they can drive, they can fly. Um, it really did take a big weight off of our shoulders with the Airbnb. If the average is seven hundred, mm-hmm. I'm going to go for you. Gosh, $1,100. That's what I was thinking. Okay. 1100 1100 Kristen, what are you guessing? I'm going to go 1200 1200 Okay. So here's what I got. So I spent $0 for the house. 
I spent $200 for the yoga and boating excursions because we got to do group yoga and we got to go on a boat one day. We're going to Rosemary Beach. Can't you do them both at the same time? Can you do yoga on the boat? Yeah, why Save not? Yourself that would really work your core. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm budgeting $150 for dinner and drinks and tips just for me. And then I budgeted $100 to also comp for the bride's dinner and drinks and tips because yep. that's the other thing you got to do when you go on the bachelorette trip is you got to cover all their meals. Wow. The bride don't pay. Well, I yeah. see. I learned that the hard way in Miami last year. I didn't realize that was like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, why am I getting Venmo requests for $25 <laughs> every time we go out to dinner? What's going on here? <laughs> so I budgeted $100 for that. We all chipped in for a gift for the bride. And so my portion alone is $75. How many girls are going on the trip? 10. Wow. <laughs> So the gift is $750? Also, by the way, if my cousin's listening, this is the time for you to bow out because we're going to be talking about stuff happening this weekend. (laughs) I kind of gave them a heads up. I was like, listen, I'm not mad, but it's a lot. Uh, So just my portion is $75. This is where I did talk to the other maid of honor because I was like, she kind of, and she admitted to this. She's like, you know, I went a little overboard with the gift for the bride. She's like, how much do you think I should ask everyone to chip in? I said, listen, I'm the maid of honor. I'll chip in however much you want, but you should probably go as low as you can go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because um, I remember for my bachelorette, there wasn't a big gift. Everybody bought me underwear, and as I opened it, I had to guess who gifted me which underwear. Oh, that's fun. It was fun, yeah. yeah. It got a lot of assless underwear. It's so weird. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's a compliment. They think you got a good booty. It's just like, you all know, like, I, it, like, that, that doesn't happen, right? Like, like, we detailed my fissure experience on the show quite a bit. I'm very perplexed why I'm getting all of this. I think it's a compliment. They want you to show it all right, off. All right. <laughs> I spent $300 for the flight to get there, which was one of the more expensive things, but I was like, I am not driving hungover. Yeah, and for here it's like a 12 minute flight isn't it yeah it's yeah. literally we're gonna we're gonna it's jump a, up and then we're gonna jump down it's a five and a half hour drive yeah but i mean but she's flying so yeah. it's like yeah, yeah it's yeah. gonna be it's literally 19 minutes yeah, yeah literally literally 20 <laughs> minutes um and then this is the girl math that i did in my head so oh. i have a clothing subscription that i get every month it's a hundred dollars from newly but you get like six items so i use some of those items and i'm like that's free so yeah. i can wear some of those outfits on the trip so that was a hundred dollars but it doesn't count and then i got a dress because we have blue dress up night we have to wear a blue dress i got a dress on sale for 84 dollars wow. um i needed a new yoga set which again girl math i work out every day I figured I can rewear this again. Mm-hmm. I did splurge and get a Lululemon set for $150. <laughs> that one's on you. That's on that one's you. on me. That, that one's, one's on, on me. I could have gone to Amazon, but I was like, I'll rewear it. And then I had to have a new swimsuit because I can't be looking dusty <laughs> next to all these hot 22-year-olds. So I had to get a, <laughs> had to get a nice swimsuit. I did get it at a sample sale, though. It was normally $150. It was on sale for 80 Okay. Girl uh-huh. math. It was free. Uh, <laughs> I, sp- I spent $100 on beachy accessories and then $40 from a spray tan because I can't come looking pasty. Of course can, not. Can we reverse back for just one second? Yes. Beachy accessories. Oh, yes. I needed a wicker uh, purse yeah. because I don't I don't have a purse that matches my beachy outfits. Mm. I needed claw clips. Yeah. Um, a what? I, a what, 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 what a claw clip. Claw clip, you know, because oh, you have to like fold your hair for the beach. Oh. and it's Can't you just put a hat clip. on or something? Rubber oh, band? I also need a hat too. Yeah, you had a sun hat. I needed a hat that said it spritz o'clock because like how, <laughs> how am I going to do a spritz bar without a hat that says it spritz sure, o'clock? Absolutely, yeah. So of all of that added up to $1,279. Wow. <laughs> and everything I bought to put on the party was um, less than that. I got closest. Woo! <laughs>
is ridiculous, yeah, man. That's totally. We got to reimagine the entire industry. No, it sounds so much fun. You're gonna have the best time. Yeah, I'm, I got to be honest with you. I will be blowing up my Instagram this weekend. So go ahead, <laughs> mute me now if you don't want to see it because I I got custom cookies, custom wine labels, custom tequila shots. We have a spritz bar. There is a custom cocktail for every night, and I will be blowing up the IG. So Let tune it. in. My bachelor party literally was seven dudes. We're meeting in New Orleans at the same hotel. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. A couple guys got arrested, honestly. (laughs) One guy spent the night in the hall. It was awesome. I can guarantee you no one will be getting getting arrested on our coastal grandmother. (laughs) That's a trip. Get it. The Bird Show. All right, Abigail here needs our help. She has questions. Why would a dude go above and beyond to find her, track her down, go out with her, and then ghost her and she needs answers which we will have for her this morning hey abigail good morning good morning okay tell us the the history here the date who he is you know that he went above and beyond to go out with you all right so we grew up about an hour away um i I don't want to say exactly where um because i don't want to say what the this you know, the station hearing yeah, you're it. Good. Yeah. All right. So a couple of months ago, um, he contacted me. He was my high school sweetheart and, um, he had only moved a few minutes away from me and we started texting and we got flirty and we went out a couple of times, which is really exciting, which is fun. And we did hook up and I actually, I was like, Oh my gosh, I think this might lead to somewhere. And I was, I was getting kind of excited about it. And he, he straight up ghosted me and hasn't returned any of my attempts to contact me. And, um, I, I don't understand why I, I thought what we had going was, was a good thing. And he was the one who contacted me in the first place. So I'm kind of perplexed by it. Cause he was, he was, he was pursuing me hardcore and things were getting started. And it was really good. And then he just stopped cold turkey talking to me. All right, so when you said we hooked up, are you talking about we hooked up, met each other, or are you talking about hooked up? Hooked up. Mm-hmm. First date, hooked up, right? Well, it's not like first date because they were high school sweethearts. Yeah. No, no, Seriously? I, I, Girl math. We needed that one earlier. <laughs> I have never felt so pulled out. <laughs> but it's true. Not really. Okay, how long ago was that? High school? Yeah. Yeah, how long ago? Um I mean Six years ago? seven years ago? Five years ago? Huh? Did you mumble it? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't yesterday. <laughs> we get it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So is it possible he goes beyond, you know, he just wants to link up, guess what he wants, and that's all he wanted, and then just kind of ghosted you. I mean, it seems sort of obvious, maybe. No, I mean, it didn't feel, because uh, it'd be one thing if he just, like, met up and, like, had, you know, hooked up, and then that was that. But, like, we were spending, like, all day together. Oh, kind of mm. all day. So you guys invested us. So like, talk on the phone. We, it was, it was like, it felt like it was going to relationship. So, you know, like, it was not, it didn't, 
feel like a casual thing. And I, I mean, I've gone over it in my mind being like, is this just in my head? Like, did we spend all that time together? And we're like, and I've, I thought about it and like, no, we did. And we weren't, we, I looked at, I looked at my phone. We did talk on the phone for like two and a half hours. We did do these things. So, okay. um, mm. yeah. All of this was before or after the hookup? <laughs> um, I mean, after as well. Cause I mean, we hooked up a, a few times, so it okay. wasn't like. A one yeah. and done. Okay. All right. okay. So where did the communication, how did it just end? Um, was it after a night together, then you follow up with him, and then he just, there's just nothing? Yeah, yeah. And, well, it was, like, after night together, we talked, like, a day or two afterwards. And then I followed up being like, hey, are we still going to go blah, 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 blah. And then I just didn't hear from him. Anybody? Mm, nothing. No. I was, I was going to say maybe it's a classic case of post not clarity, but if you did it a couple of times. <laughs> hey, fire. yo. <laughs> you know this is the show and not the podcast. Right? You know? Well, I mean, it's not a bad word. What, what did you call it? Don't, oh, why you to repeat did you say what I thought yes, you said? Yes. Wow. Yes. Do you need to dump it? I don't know. No. Yeah. I was going to say post bust clarity, but I'm... Okay. <laughs> I like this, Abby. I do, too. Oh, she's going to get us fired. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like it. It was a good ride. We're all tired. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Really yeah, nice we had a run. Um, yeah, so it, what Abby, in a roundabout way, is saying <laughs> might be true. That like, would be my theory. I, I mean, it's all romantic. He's got all the feelings, and then the feelings are released. <laughs> and yeah. then he realizes, oh, well, that wasn't what I thought it was. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Have you guys experienced that? Never. No. <laughs> you liar, Absolutely liar, not. liar, pants on fire. Never. Yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> quite a bit. And the things we can fool ourselves into, right? Until it actually happens and you're like, yeah, I should have known that. Yeah, 100%. All right, Abigail, you asked us to reach out to him to try to get some answers, which is exactly what our show director, Tommy, did. He got some uh, a response back. So you give us a couple of minutes and when we come back, we'll tell you exactly what he said, okay? All right, thank you so much. All right, it's the Burt Show. Get it, the Burt Show. Dude goes above and beyond to track her down, go out on a date, a few dates. I mean, really works hard. And then all of a sudden, just ghosts on her. So, of course, Abigail here is wondering, like, what happened? The dude won't return my text. I have no idea what happened. So she hits us up, and um, we put Tommy on it, who is our show director, to reach out to this dude just to find out, like, what is going on? She did tell us that she kind of gave up the good stuff early. So that Mo and I were thinking maybe that was it. But she says he was texting after that also. So, um, Abigail, you still with us? I'm here. Okay. Tom, you want to take it from here? All right, Abigail. I did reach out to Matt, and he emailed me back. And here's what he said. Abigail and I did reconnect recently. I thought there might be something there, and maybe I would still have feelings for her. I admit we went out a couple of times, and we did get physical. At that time, I was in a bit of a confusing place. He needed some clarity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the truth is, I'm in a relationship with someone. Oh. Uh-oh. Matthew. Well, uh-oh. Ew, been, Matthew. Ew. We've been together for a while, and things have started to get more serious. She is considering moving to be closer to me, and I was trying to figure out 
if there was something more out there before making such a significant <sighs> commitment. <laughs> wow. wow. Really? That's jacked up. Well, we asked him to be honest. It sounds callous. I know. It doesn't sound callous. It is callous. Come mm-hmm. on now. And I genuinely did not intend to lead Abigail on. Mm-hmm. I thought exploring other situations might help me figure out my feelings. <laughs> Unfortunately, in this process, I realized I didn't feel that spark with Abigail. That's guy, that right. is guy math right this there. This is definitely boy math. Sure. I, I should have handled it differently. Mm-hmm. I completely understand if she can't forgive me. She deserves someone great, and I hope she finds that. Take care. Matt. Take care. Have a good night. Wish <laughs> <laughs> you the best. Hey. <laughs> it was fun. Well, Gosh. um. What an idiot. Abigail, Not you, him. Abigail, you have options. I mean, you can. Yeah, I just, don't I do just, it. Don't make hold it Hold on. Let me. Abigail, I'm so sorry. That 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 was harsh to say the least. Um, you definitely got used here for sure. He used you to determine whether or not he was satisfied in his relationship, and that sucks, bottom line. However, you do have options. And option A, which is the healthy option, is to just let go, screw this guy, move on with your life. He is obviously not the one, never was, and you deserve better. Then there's the Burt Show way. Well, then there's option B. <laughs> Burn his house down? We can figure out who he's dating, and you can tell her that he cheated on her. Yikes. There's an option. No. No. I, I, I'm going with option A. I don't... I don't... I already feel really gross and icky that, mm-hmm. that I was a part of something that I didn't know about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to get involved anymore in that situation. And I'm also really mad that... He did not relay this information to me because I've been cheated on before, and that's it's terrible. It is it's terrible. I mean, maybe, maybe. Oh, he was. Oh, God, I just maybe they were on a break or something. No, but, no, 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 yeah, they okay. were. They were. It was like a two-hour break. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a silver lining here, Abigail. Really, you should be flattered that of all the women of his past, <laughs> he chose you as the one. <laughs> That he wanted to test this theory out on. That is girl math. Test. Yeah. That, was, that was you. Yeah. So congratulations. Congrats. Maybe in hindsight. Yeah. This is not an award you want to win. No. Abigail, if I were you, and I think you should understand this as somebody who has been cheated on, I think you should go with option B. I think he, Matt knows that he's in the middle of a very sticky situation where he realized he has screwed up. And I think he's being especially nice in this in this email because he doesn't want you to do option B. Have you had situations like this on your podcast before? Which, by the way, is called the Breakup Breakdown. On your Pioneer Network that yep. you have to say legally? Indeed. <laughs> um, thank you for saving me going to jail. Um, have you had the same situation when people follow up with the girlfriend and say, hey, just want to let you know what happened. Oh, I've had people like literally burn people's lives to the ground. Like I had one situation where they went total John Tucker must die on them. And she got together a group of five women and emailed his boss and actually got him fired because he he did more than just like cheat on 
multiple women. He was like a genuinely not good person. And uh, yeah, so they, they, I always think you should take the low road when someone cheats on you. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the low country, baby. It's bumpy, but it's fun. <laughs> and then you can tell us about it. And you can come on my podcast. So I'm, I'm sorry this happened to yeah, you, Abigail. I really am. This guy's a, he's a real piece right here. I mean, you're a human being. Um, so I'm, I'm really sorry that happened to you. Oh, all right. After you stew on it and you let it sink in, if you have any uh, <laughs> changes of heart, just call us up and we can make that happen. I will. I'll let you all know. Okay. Bye bye. Oh. The truth is, this is a really good guy. I mean, he was just making sure. Yeah. Just making sure mm-hmm. that he was ready for this committed relationship. Doing his due diligence. And unfortunately, she was collateral damage, but... I mean, he, he went all the way to He went sure. all the way. Covered everybody. He's very committed now to his, his relationship. Yep. You guys are looking at this totally the wrong way. Obviously. <laughs> it's the Burt Show. Get it. The Burt Show. Everybody in the United States of America has one thing in common today. All of us at... 220 Eastern will have an alarm go off on our phones and our watches and every, every single person in America. Uh, and it shouldn't be a big deal, but the conspiracy theorists are at it, man. So it's one of these emergency broadcast type things. You know, they're testing the system out. So just in case, you know, something really bad happens, they hit that old school. Um, and, and, and. Right. So everybody's getting that today at 220. It shouldn't be a big deal. Conspiracy theorists, though, are like, no, no, we are not having this at all. They're keeping their phone off all day, taking electronics off all day, because here's what they think. Um, They say that there is an alert that is going to happen today. They already know that. But it's going to be used to activate nanoparticles introduced into people's bodies by the government. Okay. What? <laughs> okay. okay, come on. All right, let me explain because I don't quite understand it either. But Cassie here went to Emory. Um, there are many conflicting explanations on how and why this is going to happen. But in a lot of videos, there are people saying that the test is going to trigger a graphene oxide that was put in people's blood through COVID-19 vaccines. Hmm. (laughs) And when this happens, the government is going to be able to monitor people and control them like remote control toys. Sorry to tell you, turning off your phone isn't going to do anything. You're still going to be controlled. Because you're going to hear the sounds from other people's phones. That's right. Also, I mean, those are some big deals that the government inked with both Apple and Android Uh to make this happen. (laughs) (laughs) And I wouldn't, I mean, I'd turn off your TV too, because they can get you that way. Mm, Any loudspeakers in public, CCTV cameras, Mm. I mean, you got to watch out. Well, these people probably have bunkers for this kind of stuff. Yeah, well, that that is the safest bet. Now, scientists are saying uh, this is silly. Uh, Graphene oxide is not an ingredient in any COVID vaccine. And if it was, scientists say you can't activate it through all of this. Well, that's nice. So it makes absolutely You could if we were in a Marvel movie. But we're not. (laughs) So don't be alarmed today when your alarm literally goes off today. I mean, literally at this point, even if that were true, even if I remotely believed that, Literally, it's too late. You have my face data. You have my voice data. You have everything about me. I've given up. Just take it. It's fine. It's not even mine anymore. <laughs> well, you don't have a say in the matter because it's going to happen today at 220, okay? Okay. Well, all good right. to know. Nice knowing you guys. It's a pleasure knowing you all as well. <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mo is wondering if a big-time guy code has been violated here. 
Yeah, so I um, over the weekend, I went from being one of the guys who was mediating to one of the guys who was actually breaking up a fight, a potential fight between two men at a post-baby shower party. And it has. <laughs> Wait, there was a post game for the baby shower? Yes, there was. Yes, there absolutely was. Shouldn't there be some kind of international law where these couples' baby showers are just illegal? I mean, I, I've never, like, never been to one, never had my husband go to one. I don't know what lottery we won to get out of that, but Oof. he's never, as far as I know, my husband has never been to a baby shower. I oh, no, that's a lie. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I planned one and all the guys showed up later. <laughs> I got I caught a lucky break 20 years ago, uh, 21 years ago, where uh, my ex-wife and I were scheduled to go to one, but she went into premature labor oh. with Hayden, so we didn't have to attend. The oh, baby nice. got, you out, got you out of the baby What a shower. lucky break. You Pre- home uh, my preemie got me out of the baby shower. <laughs> yes. Super worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know these guys very well. Um, these are, I met them all like for the first time at this baby shower. And afterward, there were a lot of drinks flowing. And then there was like a part of the party where all of the men and all of the women separated and went off into different rooms to do your thing. And so at, at one point there were, it was obvious for me, it was a bit awkward because all these men knew each other for years. They all had a camaraderie and I'm like the guy that's just there trying to, I guess, make friends. <laughs> and at one point, I, I kind of saw this probably like having potential to go the wrong way because as the drinks were flowing, there were two guys who appeared to have been best friends. And I guess they've been best friends for a very long time, but they had this unresolved issue that I guess never truly came up. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it was the drinks. I don't know if it was the timing. It came up now. So there was a point of time where they didn't speak for a while. And in that point of time, this happened. So one guy was dating someone and he made it clear that he was dating her seriously. He wanted that part to be known. It wasn't someone he was just casual with. They they thought that they were the one for each other. And it didn't work out. After I, I think he said it was about a five year relationship, they decided to go their separate ways. His best friend at the time felt like he well, he said he would never entertain a woman that his best friend or any of his friends had once been serious with. Sure. That was the statement that he made. That seems that's fair. Right. That was the the, com- the topic of conversation at that moment. That's bro code, right? Right. This is where it gets tricky, and I wonder how y'all feel about this. At that point when he said that, when he said, oh, I'm not that kind of guy, I would never entertain a woman that my guy once spoke to, the other best friend said, really? You wouldn't do that, huh? Mm-hmm. So, Oh, when somebody says that, something's about to drop. Right. Mm-hmm. So he saw it coming, and then he was like, yeah, I said what I said. I would never do that. Like, well, you did it to me. He says, here we go. So I guess this is a conversation that they've had, but they haven't really had. So then the other guys are like, oh, fill us in. Like, what happened? (laughs) That's the guy's version of spill the tea. Everyone's getting their popcorn out. Right? So they start to, it kind of started off somewhat friendly, jokey, jokey. And then it got serious pretty quickly. Because one guy's stance was, how is that not entertaining? And this is where the semantics happen. Because he says... It's pretty simple. When I broke up with my lady, you and her, for whatever reason you did, went out and had drinks together. And you think I didn't know. And I didn't find this out from you. I had to find this out from her. Uh-oh. In my mind, you violated bro code, period. And then he says, see, that's the problem. The word entertained. I didn't entertain her. And he, he said what actually happened. Well, then why'd they go out? Unless so, they accidentally met there. They saw each other there. Yeah, ran into each other. Mm-hmm. Nope. So he claimed that the reason he didn't violate was because the meeting was for his friend. 
when they first broke up, she reached out to the friend to say, I don't want to break up. What should I do? Mm-hmm. I guess reaching out to his best friend, feeling like she could get some pointers. Okay. And getting them back together. He says because him and his best friend weren't on the best of terms at that time, he didn't necessarily bring it up to his best friend, but he thought he was still doing him a service by actually speaking to her and trying to get them back together. So he was trying to be a good wingman. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, not, well, I mean, actually, he's being a better wingman for her because she's trying to figure out how to get back with him. Either right. way, if that's the truth and he was trying to be a good wingman, why doesn't he tell the best friend, hey, I just want to let you know, yesterday me and Blank went out and we were talking about you two and we had a conversation and I'm trying to get the two of you guys back together. So that was his beef. His, his first beef was exactly what you just said. You should have told me. You, like whether we were on good terms at that point or not, if you felt like we were on any kind of terms for you to actually go out with her, you should have told me. And two, why did y'all need to have drinks? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was his biggest beef. Was y'all, That could have been a text. Yeah. That could have been a phone call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why would you need to go to a hookah bar and have a couple of drinks mm-hmm. to talk to my ex about mm-hmm. us getting back together? That's a good point. But he stood on his, his, his point of, that's what she initiated. Yeah. She said, let's meet up and have a couple of drinks. And he's like, we talked about you the entire time. Mm-hmm. So I don't see how I violated or how I was, quote unquote, entertaining her when all we did was have a couple of drinks and talk about you. It's a foul. It's a foul. I see both sides. It's a foul. Uh, I thought it was tough, too. She totally manipulated him. Because I could see how, from a guy's point of view, he's just thinking, well, we're, I like hookah. She likes hookah. And we're just going to have drinks. And it's going to be fine. But from a woman's perspective. You exactly like him when you <laughs> said <laughs> <laughs> yes. she, she totally manipulated him. Mm. 100%. Because now she's going to go to the friend and be like, oh, well, you know what I did this weekend? And then she thinks it's going to make him jealous rather oh, than. Oh, that was a play. You think that was a play? 100%. Man, I didn't think of that. Yeah. She played him like. Like a deck of cards. Ooh-wee. What's the old saying? Chestnut checkers. That's it. <laughs> Men play checkers. Women play chess. <laughs> yep. It's the bird show. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some
some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else, or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. Get it. The Bird Show. So the Bird Show somehow, someway has made a national publication. Oh, have we? Oh, joy. Just many of us in here don't know what it is. <laughs> we are in The Hollywood Reporter. <gasps> That's a big deal. It is a big deal. It's like one of the only news organizations I get alerts for. So I am proud, but I'm not going to tell you what we're in there for. I want you guys to guess. So this is uh, The Hollywood Reporter is all about pop culture, right? Mm-hmm. Music, movies, TV shows, anything. Yeah, and I find it's not quite as uh, tabloidy as some other like TMZ, that sort of thing. Then why are you reading it? <laughs> because I like the news. I like my unbiased news, and it certainly isn't biased at all. Okay, so the Hollywood Report. So we're going to play 20 questions and try to figure out why we got name dropped mm-hmm. in the Hollywood Reporter. In the interest of integrity, which I got 60 seconds ago, uh, <laughs> I, I think I know why already, so I'm going to bow out of okay. this one. Okay, all right. I do not. And no I actually searched because I was nosy, but I still couldn't <laughs> find it. Somebody had tipped me off on Instagram. Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So these are just yes or no questions? Yes. Mm-hmm. And stop. Only email me if we make the news. It's, oh. ri- it's ridiculous. It, it's Dude. a... I, I never saw it coming. Okay. I will say that. Just so, the tip will ruin it every time. Um, <laughs> so it's something we said and talked about on the air that got us into the Hollywood Reporter. It is something we talked about on the air. Aren't mm-hmm. these just supposed to be yes or no questions? No. That's not a I yes or no question. I just wanted to clarify. Okay, so okay. I'll say yes. Okay, yes. Okay. Okay. Is it something that was specifically mentioned in eBuzz? <laughs> um... <laughs> No, I don't think it was. Okay. Was it about Taylor Swift? No. Okay. Was it an entire segment? Yes. Oh, crap. <laughs> is it about something we did as a whole group, or is it just about one thing that one member you said? got to ask yes or no questions. Oh. Uh, is it just one member of the show being highlighted in this article? Yes. Okay. Is it bad? No. <laughs> <laughs> How many questions are we at? I don't know. I think four. Five. No, you're at six. Okay. Go ahead, Mo. Um, was race involved? No. Okay. Um, did it have something to do with the Kardashians? No. Okay. <laughs> was it something Bert said? Yes. Okay. Oh. I think I got it. Really? Does it have to do with the Naked Attraction show? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. <gasps> You're up to 10 questions. Naked Attraction. And that pretty much the- oh, yeah. yeah, actually, sorry. Yeah, that's that's the end of it. You, you guessed it. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're in the Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> I told you I'm on a three-second delay today. <laughs> so can you please read the article and what it says? It's random. And yeah. Wow. I, I mean, usually if we get into a publication... 
especially one that has to do with radio or TV, we'll send out like a mini press release mm-hmm. uh, when there's like big news. Like if Dolly Parton would have said something really controversial in our conversation a couple of days ago, somebody would probably send that to uh, some of the tabloids so we could get some national mm. press and it helps the show out in a couple of different ways. This one came out of nowhere. I don't even know where they got the quote. I don't know who sent it. And it's odd that it was even in there. It is um, from September 24th in an article by James Hibbard. Naked attraction, brutal, full frontal, new dating show is quietly added to Max. And our own Burt Weiss syndicated, it says, quote, syndicated radio host Burt Weiss dubbed it. The most shocking show I've ever watched. <laughs> that's, that's your quote. We made it. That's, we have made it. That's it. That's the one quote they needed. Yep. I have no idea how it got in there. I don't know who was listening. I'm assuming maybe through social media yeah. when we have been tagging the show that somebody from the show oh, saw submitted. it maybe. They, they linked to your social media profile so I think what they found are us talking about it through social. Mm. Uh, okay. So it was just so incredibly random, man. Because they often take when... Um, they do like tabloid stories or whatever. They're constantly screen capturing people's tweets mm-hmm. or Instagrams or comments or stuff like that. So, yeah. Did you tweet anything about it? Probably. Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah, I have. Okay. But it's really interesting sort of an education in how the Hollywood machine works. That somebody from the show was listening or followed us on social media, saw the quote, and then hit the, um, what's it called again? No, I'm guessing it's the journalist for The Hollywood Reporter found mm-hmm. the was searching. I'm sure, oh. yeah, he put in Naked Attraction and pulled up all these tweets and, like, found what he thought would lend to his story mm-hmm. <laughs> and found yours as the most shocking <laughs> show I have ever seen. I'm not lying. No, it's no? shocking. I certainly am not lying. Oh, neat. Okay. Fame at last. <laughs> Do you like how I was like, is it bad? I wouldn't have submitted that we were in the reporter if it were bad. I would be doing a very different PR campaign. <laughs> the Bird Show. All right, so the question here, moving on, is can you have a crush in a relationship? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I was re-watching the official show of fall, Gilmore, Gr- Gilmore Girls, of course. And it's one of those shows that like I just kind of drop in on every now and then. And I'm like on a random season. It's like season six or something. And I was in the middle of watching this scene with the main character, Rory, who at the time was in a relationship with a character named Logan. And explain the premise for those that are not familiar with Gilmore Girls, because it is a very cozy show yes. that you can catch yourself. Like if it pops up on the TV, you just sit there and you watch it. Yeah. So it's about a uh, a single mom and her daughter, Rory. And um, it, it's basically just like a teen drama. And it they it follows their escapades, you know, with Rory being like a super type A smart student. She wants to go to Yale. She's in a private school, but her mom comes from money. So there's like an interesting family dynamic as well. But it's really just a very easy, wholesome watch. And it's cool to see like a, a mother daughter dynamic that you don't typically get to see in like teen dramas mm-hmm. and stuff. But in this particular episode, it was highlighting Rory, the daughter's relationship with Logan, um, where she was feeling a little guilty because even though they were currently dating, she felt like, I think I might have a crush on someone and I don't know how my partner's going to feel about this. She felt so guilty. She confessed to him that she found this grad student hot and he was, and he was okay with it. Okay. So first of all, this falls under the umbrella of 
you don't need 100% honesty in your relationship. <laughs> There's no need for this conversation whatsoever. This is a very Rory thing to do, though. Okay, so if you want to keep your relationships healthy, keep your honesty at about 99%. This is too much. Yeah, keep your crushes to yourself. <laughs> I would have been cool not knowing that information. Right, and right. You, you know it's a fictional relationship because then when he brings up the fact that he has found other women attractive, Rory just moves on and doesn't say anything about it. But isn't having a crush on somebody and finding somebody attractive two completely different things? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, you can't compare those. No. You can't. So, yeah, I, I, so that was my question because I haven't really found myself in this situation, but I'm like, if you've been in a long-term relationship where maybe it's been a couple of years, is it okay no, to have a crush on someone? It's 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 fine to appreciate and like, like to find like, oh, you know, like that guy's hot, that girl's hot, whatever. But to have a crush, like when I hear the word crush, it's like you would hook up with this person if you could. Is that our definition? That's what I was going to ask. What is the definition of a, cr- a crush? Well, let's look uh, up yeah. the... Because a crush certainly feels like there's some intentions behind you um, finding that person attractive. A crush is you've thought about it long enough and you know enough about the person to start. Like, crush is like a pregame for love, yes. almost. It's just not reciprocated. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You're you starting to be some- like, I really like this guy. and then, But if you're in a relationship, yeah. I don't feel like you should. You see somebody, a hottie at a Starbucks, and you make like a, a quick mental note like, oh, she's hot or mm-hmm. he's hot. That's not a crush. A crush is thinking about them more than once mm-hmm. and wanting to do something about mm-hmm. it. Getting right? excited yeah. when yeah. you yeah. see them, finding ways to like, it's, it's I would almost label it as micro cheating. Yeah, like uh, mm-hmm. low grade emotional cheating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. According to urbandictionary.com, crush <laughs> is a secret burning desire to be with someone who you find very attractive and extremely special with whom there's low or no chance at all of being a couple. Mm. So very different than just finding somebody attractive, which Logan thought was the same thing. Listen, yeah, secret, burning, same. secret burning in any relationship isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an indication for sure that you're, you've got one toe out of the current relationship, right? Well, you've got, so for me, it's it's not so much the fact that there's someone else who has snagged your attention because we're human, that happens. It's that you have emotional space. There's feelings. For, mm-hmm. some, for feelings for somebody else. And I think if you are mm. fully happy and maybe committed, and I think there are ups and downs in every relationship, but I think if you are fully happy in your relationship, you're not really, you don't have that space to develop mm-hmm. romantic feelings for somebody else. Now, a crush is somebody you want to be with, not somebody you find just a- attractive. So much so that she felt the need to actually admit it. Like, according to your point earlier, Bert, if you just saw somebody was hiding Starbucks, yeah. you don't feel the need to run home and admit that. <laughs> Although we did have an intern here, and I think this was even before you were here, Kristen, we did have an intern that had 100% honesty with his girlfriend and used to come on the air and confess. Were you part of the show on this? Kyle. Was it Kyle? Yeah, I think so. That was stupid. <laughs> so, Kyle sounds like the kind of guy who would have 100% honesty. <laughs> he also yeah. didn't think dinosaurs were real, right? Two different people. Oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Two different <laughs> That's people. the other Kyle. <laughs> but yes, you're right about yeah. the dinosaur Kyle thing, but yeah. this was something else. Dinosaur Kyle became a teacher. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> so, oh, that's the scary. other intern used to like confess to his girlfriend, like if he saw a girl at the mall that he thought was hot, he came home and immediately told her, I just want to let you know I had a thought about a girl today. And she would do the same thing. And I would rail on him every time. What? Dude, there's absolutely no reason for it. That's not healthy. Why would you do that? But, uh, yeah. If you see somebody, you, you immediately have to go home and tell your significant other, I saw somebody and I thought they were attractive. Although mm-hmm. I can see a benefit. Like if you are going to like every thought like that, is on the table, then it certainly would breed trust, wouldn't it? Mm, oh my God. I wouldn't like that. Breed It'd be something. exhausting. Yeah, my, <laughs> my ego could never. I couldn't handle it. Uh-uh. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. 
Y'all can be honest with me. Are we over talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? No, I'm not. You're not? I know, because I, <laughs> I know some people are getting mentioned in a lot of angry tweets. Oh, who cares? And listen, when she's the front page of every entertainment article, it is my job to do the reporting. Well, anyway, Travis. It's, fu- it's fun and news. It's fun. It's like, oh, they're in love. Let's, let's, let's talk okay, about they They're in love. Twice. What do you mean love? They're in love. Are they? This is love. Oh, man. <laughs> At least in my opinion. Well, anyway, Travis is a little bit over it because he was talking about it with his brother um, on the New Heights podcast that dropped today. And he did mention that even though he's having a good time with it and he loves how this is going, he does think the NFL needs to tone it down just a little bit. Yeah. Is the NFL overdoing it? What is your honest opinion? Not I think, take away. I think everybody's away just like overwhelmed your feelings with for Taylor. What is your honest <laughs> opinion on how the NFL is treating uh, celebrities at games? I think it's fun when they show uh, who all is at the game. You know, I think uh, I think it brings a little bit more to the atmosphere. Brings a little bit more to to what you're watching. Um, but at the same time, I think uh, they're overdoing it. They're they're overdoing it a little bit. For sure, especially my situation. Right. I think they're they're just trying to have fun with it. No, they're trying to make money. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're trying to make money. money. They're I, trying to get those women watching. I mean, it is not just the NFL. I'll spend a goodly amount of time with like ESPN on in the background, and now ESPN mostly is like a bunch of dudes all arguing over different sports things. And mm. every single one of these shows now has a segment about uh, Travis and uh, Taylor. The entire week, too. I mean, even last Monday, they were already talking about her coming to the game that was on Sunday. So there was a segment yeah. about them on ESPN every single day of the week. Now, I think the Chiefs might play Minnesota this weekend mm-hmm. because I think I saw, like, the mayor of Minnesota <laughs> begging for her to go to the game. They're like, please, we need people to want to come to Minnesota. I do think she's going to show up to as many games as she can because that's what a source told a magazine recently that like, listen, Joe, who was her super private boyfriend of seven years, has kept her locked away for a long time. She's ready to just go out and live her life and have fun. Oh, and by the way, she thinks Travis is super hot. That's what the source says. Well, I mean, it is nice to see her like just having fun and living mm-hmm. her life. Mm-hmm. Like she's in the boxes, she's drinking. I enjoyed seeing her at the MTV VMAs, like tossing them back and just being um, her, just being herself. And I think so often we want people to act a certain way and be a certain way and we put them into these boxes and they deserve to live their lives. And They mm-hmm. can't. It's impossible. And I've said this trillion times on the show. I don't know who would sign up for this kind of celebrity. She's not even at the game and whoever mentioned this yesterday was right. It was a Giants game mm-hmm. that they were um, booing her at, which she wasn't even at. Oh, so yes. that wasn't the Jets game. That was the Giants game. Yes. That was the Giants game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a different story. Because yeah. I do think men who have just always been into the NFL are kind of mad that it's now becoming a, 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 every big headline is about Taylor Swift. So I think they're just using her as like a lightning rod to just take the ringer out on. But it's not Taylor's fault. She's literally just showing up to the games mm-hmm. to support her boyfriend. That's all she's doing. That's literally all she's doing. And she's having a great time doing it. And she looks great. So go Tay Tay. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the one part, I did stop listening um, to the New Heights podcast the moment Jason said, take away your feelings for Taylor. And I was like, ah, that's it. You can't do that. You can't take away his feelings. These feelings for her. They're so in love. Anyway, if they do happen to break up, somebody already has a song ready to go because they used AI to create a track for to make it sound like Taylor is writing a super cheesy. She would never write a song like this, by the way. The lyricist of our generation would never write a song like this. I didn't think it was too bad. I listened to it this morning. I didn't think it was too bad.
It sounds like something she would have released in her fearless era. However, we have evolved. <laughs> and this is what they think a Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey breakup track would sound like. You stole my heart, you intercepted it. <laughs> it's too on the nose. <laughs> now you're gone, have to accept it. Excuse me. You think Travis Kelsey's living Did I meet your mom too soon? There she is with Taylor Swift. Or did I do what I always do? That's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, it's for a parody, like, that's pretty damn good. Put the end in tight end. <laughs> Listen, if Taylor ever does put out a song about him, it'll be a little less on the nose, but she might throw in a wink about, like, being a chief or something. A little, like, wink, Yeah, wink. she's she's never that obvious. She's yeah. a little more slash. She, she's a poet. For more stories, head to thebirtshow.com. Click eBuzz. The Burt Show. Think of the Burt Show as a sampler plate of mental illness and dysfunction. Ooh, like a charcuterie board. I love those. Oh, we are. I want to be Gouda. We got it all right here. (laughs) But you ain't Gouda. (laughs) You ain't so Gouda. I know I'm I'm ill. (laughs) I'm illa. Today we focus on OCD and anxiety. Who would like to start? That's a fun one. Yeah. Um, For me, I've actually, the more I learn about OCD, the more I look back on my life, I'm like, Oh, I didn't realize all this was OCD. That's cool. But it really ramped up after I had um, my children postpartum, the anxiety kicked in. And OCD, if you don't know, most people think of it like a perfection thing, like, or uh, a numbers counting, which are parts and forms of OCD. But like, oh, all my highlighters have to be perfectly color coordinated and lined up, or I have to flip the light switch seven times. And those are things. So people will jokingly be like, oh my God, I'm so OCD. Like I got to arrange my books. But that's not it because it's anxiety. It's an anxiety-based disorder, and there are compulsions that you have to do. And for me, struggling, it can be anything. So for me, the big ones are like clean areas versus dirty areas. I have areas in my house that are clean and areas I consider dirty. And God bless my husband. It was really bad up until recently. We had like you wore shoes in these areas and the shoes came off before you walked into these areas. So it it was just like mail couldn't go past a certain threshold. Grocery bags couldn't go past a certain threshold. So like for me, that's one of them. The other is like weird compulsions. Like if I accidentally touch my hand on the oven, I have to touch the other hand the same way on the oven. So it feels even Mm. that sort of thing. Or like um, if you if I step on like a curb, the other foot has to step on the curb the same way. Wait, 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 wait. Before we even keep going, because Jackson Kim is in here also. You got the OCD thing? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. And Abby's got the OCD. Oh, all three of you guys. Oh, this is even better. Okay, this wasn't planned or anything. This is even better? Yeah, yeah. Because (laughs) now we can play. Yeah, we can play OCD poker. So Cassie, you come in with one thing you do. And then Abby, you come in with one OCD thing you do, and then Jackson, and we'll go right around. We'll keep going right around the mm. table. Okay. All right. Here's one thing I do. <laughs> so stupid. Checking for signs of a hit and run. So a big, <gasps> a big fear, and I didn't realize this until later in life. Is if you hit like a bump or a pothole with your car, you'll be like, 
I know it's not a person, but what if it's a person? And then you have to circle back and check. Really? Oh my God, I do this. Wow. I do that all, all the, time. the time. Really? All the time. Okay, my turn. Um, <laughs> so even if I know for a fact that I've turned off my curling iron and I've like looked at it and I've looked at the plug and I've gone, I have turned off that curling iron. Mm-hmm. When I leave the house and I lock the door and I walked in the hallway, I go, I don't think I turned it off. And I have to go back and check again. And oh, I'll usually do that like twice. <laughs> if you guys want to get in on OCD poker, one eight five five Bircha. This is actually really interesting because I feel like OCD manifests itself in all sorts of different ways. Mm-hmm. And mine is less about doing things like that obsessively. Like when you think about the curling iron, things like that. Mine is more ritualistic behavior based on how things have gone in the past. So for example, like if I usually categorize my days as like a binary good or bad. Mm-hmm. And if I had a good day, say say yesterday was a really good day. That means that today, everything that I did yesterday morning, I have to repeat those exact same steps Whoa. in the morning in order for me to feel like I'm setting up my day properly. Oh, good one. Good one. Very good. Very good. Cassie, what you coming in with? Ooh, intrusive <laughs> thoughts about death and dying and obsession with it. So, you know, just in the middle of the night or whenever, I'll just have awful thoughts that I might harm somebody by accident and... And I have to snap myself out of it. Good one. Good one. Okay, next hand. Okay, I recently learned this was a thing from TikTok, but apparently you can have OCD with your religion as well. Mm -hmm. So before I get like on a plane or something, I will feel, if I like didn't pray quote unquote enough, I will be convinced that like the plane's going to go down because God's mad at me. Really? (laughs) I had had religious OCD for a little bit too. Good one. Jackson, your hand. Uh, Going off of the airplane thing, um, the very first, like (laughs) as long as I can remember, I would always take the like safety pamphlet that's in the front pocket of your seat and I would skim it over and read it and I know everything that's on there. I don't have to touch up on it, but every single time I get on a plane in order for me to have what's going to be a safe flight, I have to take that out and I have to skim the entire thing. Good one. Good one. I cast. You're up. Everything has to be unplugged at night, and I have to triple check the oven and the stove. I and all the doors. you told us that before. Triple check. Yeah, because I just don't trust myself. It's So, again, it's an anxiety, which is based in fear. So mm. it's it's that my children will suffer gruesome deaths because I couldn't be bothered cool. to check By the, the stove way, one more time. Cassie, Chad, just uh, call me and said you left the stove on. Uh, probably. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I feel like one time in my life I did, so now I know it's mm-hmm. like a thing that I am capable of. So if I don't mm-hmm. triple check it... And then usually I get too lazy, so Chad has to go. go. <laughs> like, I need a backup set of eyes yeah. to make sure that I'm seeing it right. OCD mm. and lazy really does seem like a, <laughs> a total it's oxymoron. It's exhausting. Yeah. It really is. Well, no that's why you're, you're lazy. tired all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. No wonder you're tired all the time. Now, honestly, like, I've had some in-depth conversations with my husband recently about maybe getting on medication because it is so exhausting. Uh, hold on, Katie's like, wait, listener Katie here is like, hold on a second. You guys stand back. She wants a hand here. Hey, Katie, we're playing OCD poker. Hi, guys. And actually, I was also the person for the 30th birthday, so I love you so much. Um, I didn't get a birthday card or anything, so that meant everything. Okay. Happy birthday. Late. (laughs) I love you guys so much. But anyways, I'm a freak because... um, You're not... Wait, 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 wait. You're not a freak. Mm -hmm. This is an actual affliction, so you are not a freak. But you can join our freak show. I need I need more birth therapy. <laughs> um, so I love my animals, but I also work twelve hour shifts, and I have this fear that I forgot to do something, and my house gonna light on fire, and my animals are gonna die. So I have to check the doors multiple times. Sometimes I'll get down in my car, at my parking lot, and have to go back up because I'm like, no, it did not click when I felt it click. 
So. Dang, good one, Katie. Yeah. Good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Three, just disordered. Yeah. Yeah. Tiffany, Tiffany wants in. Good morning, Tiffany. You're on the bird show. We are playing OCD poker. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so this isn't me. It's my girlfriend, but she has to kiss me four times in a row in order for the kiss to be satisfied. So if it's three, she's like, get your ass back here. Yeah, pretty much. Honestly. Ah, good one. <laughs> okay. Good one. There you go. All right, Abby. Okay, so going off of the pets thing again, I have this fear that my cat is going to chew, because she eats everything. She eats plastic, she eats hair ties, she e- eats anything that's on the floor. Are you so- sure it's a cat, not a goat? <laughs> Man. No, she's not a goat. She's okay. a cat. So I, before I go out, because I have like this guilt about going out and drinking sometimes, before I go out, I will like furiously vacuum all the floors just to ensure that there's no like ibuprofen on the floor or little plastic hair ties, because if she chokes and dies, that's going to be my fault. Good one. And it's going to be because I went out drinking. I was a little snoot out. I'm not a therapist, but I'm pretty sure that's harm OCD. Like, you're afraid that your actions will hurt somebody else Mm -hmm. by accident. Or or some people are intent. You got all the OCDs. Every category. I know. It's a whole charcuterie board. (laughs) Jackson. Um, every time I'm watching any content like TikTok or Reels or anything like that, I have the last one that I watch has to be something positive or good. Mm-hmm. If I end on like a true crime, something about someone getting murdered or something in the news that's really negative, I have to keep going until I get to something that's like positive or happy. I think that's healthy. Yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah, for sure. Damn, it's ex- it sounds so exhausting. It, it is, and there are other things like I wash my hands so much after touching certain things that my hands will crack and bleed. Like it's oh my just, God. yeah, it's just, and that's the thing about OCD is that it manifests so differently in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And some people, like, I don't have the numbers counting. Like, that's not a thing for me. But other people, like, I've seen Alyssa Myers on TikTok, who's mm-hmm. a big TikToker, document one of her OCD rituals, and she mm-hmm. can't get out of it. And you just, it's a compulsion and logic. Just, you logically know it's irrational, but you can't do anything about it. Bert Show putting the fun in dysfunction. Woo! That's what we do. It's the Bert Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.